0: Welcome to episode 311 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about having no fear. Let's dive in. Well, over the next couple of weeks, because of the Christmas season and some traveling to visit family, and then going off to do a speaking event, I decided that it'd be kind of fun to go back into the archives of the podcast and pull out a couple of episodes that were just very impactful. And in this particular episode, I'm actually, I chose this one purposely because this was the most listened to episode or downloaded episode I have ever had by a long shot. <laughs> I think I think it's over double the next closest download episode in the Deeper Christian podcast. This episode has gone wild for some crazy reason. Well, I could probably tell you why. <laughs> it's because of our crazy world. But I was looking at this idea that you do not need to fear, that we don't need to walk in worry, anxiety or trepidation, but not just why we shouldn't do it, but how Do we not walk in anxiety or how do we not be anxious about anything? And so I decided to be a great opportunity, especially as we're approaching the new year to go back and have a reprise of this episode. It was episode 240 done back in March of 2022. So without any further ado, this is the reprise of episode 240, how not to be anxious about anything. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about this idea of fear and worry and anxiety. And again, it doesn't take very long watching news or flipping on the television before there is bait for fear and trepidation and worry and anxiety. But as we've been walking through just the last several episodes, which by the way, if you've not listened to, I would encourage you to go back and listen to a few of those. But as we've been walking through I've just been freshly pressed by the Bible's command not to fear. Again, I mentioned this in the last episode, but Richard Wormbrandt is well known for saying that there are 366 commands in scripture not to fear. Author and pastor John Ortberg said this. He says, the command given most in scripture is not to fear. And so it is interesting as we look at just the body of scripture, the declaration of the word is You are to put your hope in God. You're to turn your gaze upon Jesus and you are not to fear. Now, in the last episode, I talked about four key ways or ideas, solutions, if you will, for you not to walk in fear and anxiety. And again, if you haven't listened to that, I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode 239, The Four Ways to Solve Your Fear and Anxiety. And I mentioned in the end of that episode that what I wanted to do today is to actually walk through a simple study of Philippians chapter four, verse six. A little over a year ago, I was kind of doing my own study on Philippians chapter four. I really wanted to get into what is the Christian mindset for the days in which we live. And again, in the midst of all the craziness going on in culture, it's like, all right, how is a Christian supposed to think? And so I just decided for my own personal study just to dive in and study Philippians chapter four, verse four through nine. And of course, it ended up becoming such a deep impact in my life that I preached it in a series of messages uh, on the Christian mindset. And by the way, if you want to take this whole idea deeper, you can listen to that entire series on the Christian mindset on the podcast, in our Johnson Sermons. And I'll leave a link for that in the show notes for this episode in case you want to listen to that series. But what I want to do is I just want to kind of summarize a few of the key concepts, especially from Philippians chapter four, verse six. Now, what I want to do is I just want to read the first couple of verses here just to kind of gain some context. But I really want to look at verse six because I think it, it adds a quite a bit to what we talked about last week in terms of the solution for our lives not to worry or fear. So listen to what Paul says in Philippians chapter four, starting in verse four. Christ Jesus. It really is an incredible passage. I love how Paul starts and he says, You are to rejoice. And in case we missed it, he repeats himself and says, Again, I will say, rejoice. And then he makes this interesting statement. He says, The Lord is at hand. And in the context of what he's saying, there's really two ideas. One, it's the fact that his presence, the the presence of the Lord, is actually at hand, it's close by. And there's also this idea of timing. So there's, again, this idea of proximity. He is close, but it's also this timing idea that, in other words, his return is coming soon. And because of the fact that the Lord is at hand, both in terms of time and proximity, well, Paul commands us, don't be anxious about anything. Now, I don't know about you. I hear that command and it's like, excuse me, how on earth Am I going to be anxious about nothing? And yet the reality is Paul gives you the solution in the passage. He says, the Lord is at hand. Don't be anxious about anything. If if I know that the presence of the Lord is at hand, if I know that the Lord is with me, if I know that he is near, well, why would I have anxiety? I love what the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse five and six. The writer of Hebrews says, That God declares, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And I love just that idea that the writer of Hebrews is saying, Well, if God Himself has given us the promise that He won't leave us and He will not forsake us, well, then obviously I can with boldness say, Well, all right, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can what can you do to me? Now, I want to dive into that even more so in the next episode, but just grab a hold of that concept that God has promised to be with us. And as such, if the Lord is at hand, as Philippians 4 reminds us, well, then there's no reason to be anxious about anything because he is here. But listen to how Paul continues that thought. He says, the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. It's interesting to me that it's not the removal of the circumstance or the situations that allows us to be at peace. In fact, the reality is is the circumstances probably won't change. So it's not a removal of the circumstance or the situation or the craziness that removes the anxiety and the fear and the trepidation from our lives. Rather, as we talked about in the last episode, it is the change of our focus. What would happen if in the midst of the scenario that you are in, your focus was on Jesus Christ? And he's setting up a contrast. Paul is doing this contrast in Philippians chapter four. He says, do not be anxious about anything. And the contrast of that is But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. So again, there's this incredible contrast taking place. The same situations, the same scenarios that have always produced anxiety and fear in your life before is now to press you under the reality of Jesus Christ. If I was somehow able to sit across the table from you, I would give you a visual picture of this. And of course we're doing audio, so it's a little hard to give a visual picture, but imagine, you know, uh, I'm, I'm holding my hands up in the air. Just if you can't see this, obviously you're going to have to use your imagination, but my, my two hands are up in the air. Imagine my one hand is symbolic of God and my other hand is symbolic of me. Well, if I allow there to be space in between my two hands, the trials and the circumstances and the scenarios of life are going to get in between me and Jesus. And of course, they're going to put pressure, which means they're going to put push and put force, which means it's going to drive me away from the Lord. Well, that's what produces fear and anxiety and worry in my life. It's when the pressures of life get between me and Jesus and press me away from him. And here's the idea. What if my intimacy and my relationship with God was so tight-knit that I was just wrapping my hand around him. And, And I'm imagine myself putting my hands together and gripping my hands together really tight. Could you imagine if there was no space between me and Jesus? And therefore, when the circumstances of life show up, when the scenarios and the chaos and the crisis happen, well, it just kind of sits there on the other side of who I am, which means it is still going to put pressure, but it's going to drive me ever more into Jesus. Now, again, it's a very visual thing, and I I wish I could just somehow demonstrate this over audio well. But here's the idea. What if everything that you go through, what if it can't get between you and Jesus? It's not that those scenarios or those situations are removed. Rather, they are outside of the intimacy and the relationship that I have with God, which means when they come into my life and they put pressure upon my life, it only drives me closer and closer Unto Jesus, that's really the concept that Paul's getting at here in Philippians chapter four. Listen to this again: The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Again, the same scenarios and situations that have always caused fear and foreboding, and and worry and anxiety are now causing me to turn to God with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and requests. So here's the idea. What if we didn't, as believers, have to give in to worry, fear, and anxiety? What if the very things that have always caused that in our lives actually allowed us to have greater intimacy and relationship with Jesus? That when the crisis comes, when the financial difficulty arises, when that family member just kind of causes that th- that crisis in our life again when when the scenarios of the politics or the economy threaten our lives what if rather than going into fetal position and start crying and wailing and moaning and having worry what if i would turn my gaze upon the lord and be driven into greater intimacy with him through prayer and intimacy and relationship and thanksgiving and i actually spend my time talking to him See, most of the time we spend so much of our effort and prayer telling God how big our problems are. Well, what if we quit telling God how big our problems are and we started telling our problems how big our God is? See, God looks at our problems and he is not intimidated. He is not sitting there shaking going, oh no, how are you going to make it? I just, I have no idea how you're going to survive this one. Rather, everything comes under his control and his command. We do not need a fear. The Lord is at hand. Can I encourage you, regardless of what you see going on in the economy, regardless of what you see going on in the government and the political systems, hey, regardless of what you may see happening around you, whether it's financial, whether it's family, whether it's just the chaos of life, do you realize that there's no reason as a Christian to walk in fear or anxiety or worry because the Lord is at hand and the Lord wants to take those scenarios of our lives and he wants to press us ever more into greater intimacy and relationship with himself. I've mentioned this so many times before, but I just keep coming back and meditating on the idea found in Romans chapter eight, verse 28 and 29. Many of us know Romans 8, 28 by heart where Paul says, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. And we say, amen, that's right. God is going to use the good, the bad, and the ugly for his purpose and his plan in my life. And that is true. But most of us stop reading and we we don't continue into verse 29, which is talking about the purpose of why he's using all things for his good and his purpose and his plan in our lives. And in verse 29, Paul continues and says for whom he foreknew, he also predestined, get this, to be conformed to the image of his son so that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Do you recognize that the reason why God is using all things in your life according to his purpose and his plan is to conform you to his image? So whether it's a crisis, whether it's a good thing, whether it's a bad thing or an ugly thing. God is going to use all things in your life to make you more like Jesus. He wants to conform you to the image of Christ. Now, if you know that purpose, if you know why God is is allowing things in your life, then you can actually rest, have hope and joy in the midst of any trial and any circumstance. So practically, what does this mean for your life? Can I encourage you the next time you face a difficulty Whether it be a flat tire, whether it be a delayed paycheck, whether it's a family crisis or whatever it may be, rather than immediately turning within and saying, okay, how's this going to affect me? And oh no, what about this? And oh no, what about that? What if you would turn your gaze upon the Lord and say, Lord, I don't understand why this is happening, but Lord, I trust you. And I know that you are going to use this in my life to make me look more like Jesus. So, Lord, I freshly surrender this scenario. Lord, I freshly surrender this situation. And, Lord, I am not, not going to come into agreement with the fear and the worry. Rather, I'm going to come into agreement with you. And I know that you are at hand. I know that you have promised to never leave or forsake me. And as such, Lord, I would you allow this as an opportunity to draw me into greater intimacy and relationship with you? Oh Lord, may I look more like you at the end of this trial than I do right now. And then continue to press in and see what God is wanting to do in and through your life through the circumstance you may be walking through. And whether it goes away immediately or whether you have to face years of trial of of walking through this, trust in your God. He is worthy to be trusted. He is a faithful God, and we can place our hope, our trust, and our faith in Him. So, like Paul, may I encourage you with these words, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Will you set your gaze upon him? And will you trust that his peace, which is his very presence, which surpasses all understanding, is going to come into your life and like a sentinel is going to guard your heart and your mind In Jesus. Trust and put your hope in him. There is no reason to walk in fear and anxiety. Oh dear Christian, let us in this generation walk with confidence and boldness, not in our strength, not in our wisdom or our ability, but in the strength and the wisdom and the power of our God. When the world looks upon us, may they see something radically different. They shouldn't, see, they shouldn't see someone walking in fear and worry. Rather, they should see someone walking with joy and confidence in their God. Oh, may you and I be such a Christian for this hour. Well, thank you as always for listening to this reprise episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of that episode, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 240 for episode 240, which is when it was originally released. Well, I hope you have a tremendous new year, and I pray that Jesus would be the focus and the delight of your life, and because of him, that as you would enter into this new season, you would walk fearless, without anxiety, trusting in the Lord, your God. See you next time.